Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Broncos Country tonight. Touchdown! Presented by Betfred. An official partner of the Denver Broncos. Sign up and see why everyone is betting with Fred, the bonus king. Let's go! On the official home of the Broncos. Go all day! All night! KOA. Funny how that stuff goes. Everybody wants to know. That's why you tune into Broncos Country Night. Be in the know. What you're listening to right now, Broncos Country Night, Benjamin Albright, Nick Ferguson. John's back there behind the glass today. No Grant. John said, I got this. Grant, you go home. Take a day off. Just chill. Is that a soccer yeah, I'm trying to. I, that's what I was I'm, I'm like riffing here because I'm trying to figure out what it is. And, and the fact that it's sponsored by TeamViewer is like hilarious to me. It is a Manchester United kit. I thought it was because when you turned, I saw the patch. The lion with the crown on, on your shoulder? Yes. You know, my, my wife, uh, believe it or not, she played basketball in high school. But other than that, she wasn't into a lot of sports. Like, she didn't really like football, which was great for me. And, <laughs> uh, but now she is into tennis and uh, soccer between Ted Lasso and that uh, Wrexham or whatever it is. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, yeah dude, dude, she's all all over it. And I'm just like... Where did this come from? I mean, five years ago, you were not into any of these things. Mm. I couldn't even put them on television. But now, I mean, Ted Lasso, thanks for him. I mean, you, you watch the soccer now in, in my household. I enjoyed the the Ted Lasso. I haven't watched the uh, Wrexham damn near killed him or whatever. I haven't watched that. But welcome uh, to Wrexham. That yeah. one, sure. Yeah, I, I, I just uh, <clears throat> no, I, you know, I prefer my football in men's. Well, they, they do play, uh, fo- uh, football. I mean, we call it soccer. Right. You know, but they, football. Yeah. Yes. The, the football. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we call that soccer here. No, I, I, and to be honest with you, I, when I was over, uh, in London for the game last year, got an opportunity to, you know, do a little, uh, soccer stuff that was going on around there. It was kind of fun to, you know, to, to do all that, take a look at their pitch and, you know, and all those kinds of things. But, um, I just, you know, soccer's, uh, it's, it's an interesting game to me. It's a, it's a spacing game. You know, um, it really is like, it really is a spacing game and trying to challenge the, you know, the spacing areas. Similar, it's, I would say it's more similar to basketball than any other sport. No, no, it's, it's similar to football because you, you, you use the most important word, spacing. Yeah, but it's not to do in football. But, but everybody's on offense and defense at the same time. It's not like football where you, you're changing out units or hockey where you're changing out lines. Like it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on all that. I, I enjoyed soccer for what it is. It's not something I'm a huge fan of, but when the World Cup's on, I watch. I'm a passive fan is probably the best way to put okay, it. Okay. But once again, as we talk about, you know, soccer and how it leads to certain nuances of, of football, as we, we call it American football, I mean, the spacing is so important. When you mm-hmm. look at the Broncos' offense thus far, you, you ask yourself, where is the spacing? How can you, better better, better phrase, how can you create more more spacing? Mm-hmm. And that's with those level roughs. And you're going to have 
I'm going to say plenty opportunities against the Vic Vangio defense this Sunday with spacing because they drop back because they don't want to give up the deep ball. But the anywhere from five to twelve yards in the middle of the field, dude, that's money right there. That's gold. You got to pick those coins up. Yeah, are you uh, when it comes to soccer? Are you do you have a favorite formation? Are you a, a, tra- a traditional four four two guy? More of a you know like what do you do? You, do you pay attention to this? No, I'll pay attention to that. But well, I, I can ask Jeff Bradley back there. With Jeff, to me, it's like I'm a three five two man myself when I play FIFA. But oh, wait, 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 hold on now. He's not talking about like like watching you know soccer like the World Cup. He's talking about FIFA on a video game. I yeah, mean, you know, I, you know, Chad Ojasinko out there playing the FIFA. I, I don't play video games. No, I don't. So so Jeff, what, what is your favorite formation to entertain uh, Ben Benjamin Albright? Here? I I do like the three five two, but if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go with a four three three or a four two three one. Okay, all right. I'm more of a uh, I like to hold and counter, so it's it makes it easy for me with the go the back five. There yeah. you go, yeah, every time. So see, there okay, all right. Oh, well, in basketball, I like the boxing one. Then all right. So are you are you really yeah. a boxing one guy yeah, in basketball? Let's throw, let's throw a back boxing one. Uh, yes, I run the uh, I run like the O five Phoenix Suns playbook. Like yeah. I'm all Mark D'Antoni, like seven seconds offense. Like a, so so if you run a D'Antoni's offense, you all about scoring points. Playing no defense. It's defense because there's no D happening. <laughs> no defense. It's, yes. uh, it's bad. Five six six nine zero is the text line. We do have a pair of tickets to give away to the uh, Great American Beer Fest, which I'll be out at tomorrow with Coach Pagano. Be, well, be a lot of fun. We'll miss you. Yes, out there you won't be out there, but we will. We will miss you. We'll uh, we'll pour one out in honor. Thank you. Obviously, um, we do have a pair of tickets to go uh, to give away to that. We'll do a little bit later. Samantha Bravidi uh, will join us at seven oh seven. George Drury eight oh seven. Pro Football Focus. Get a chance to talk fantasy football. Get a chance to talk uh, what the data is showing early on in the season. One of the things that was interesting to me is this season has the most, through two weeks, has an NFL record for the most amount of one-score football games. And the NFL has been trending that way more and more over the last decade. But these first two weeks of the season literally has the NFL record for the most one-score football games ever. Well, that's the one thing that the league wanted to get to, have more parity with more teams, right? They They wanted to make sure that Unlike basketball, you were not able to create those types of super teams. And remember a couple of years ago, we watched on Monday Night Football when the Kansas City Chiefs faced off against uh, Jerry Goff and the Sean McVay and the Rams. And, I mean, they put up almost 100 points, mm-hmm. you know, collectively. See, that's what everyone, they were thinking that, oh, well, this is the new NFL. And it's rare that you get a team in, in several, like, consecutive weeks to put up points like that. You're going to see one more one-score types of games where it's either seven points, it's three points, or something like that. Because teams are now starting to narrow down that competition. And, and I always say this, man, and I said this when we were on with Steve the other night, that teams are kind of even from a talent standpoint. Mm-hmm. The things that somehow separate those teams, the guy under center... And whomever's calling the offensive plays. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're seeing this, this trend right now of, of teams losing games by one point or three points. By the way, from the 360, go Arsenal owned by the Cronkies along with the Nuggets. See, there so you go. There you go. Is it what made you a Man U fan? I don't want to. I just grew up a United fan. Just liked them all along. David Beckham back in the day, you know, Roy Keane before that, a lot of other guys. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Roy Kent, you said. No. I don't. I'm, 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 I'm no. Roy Keane. No. Yeah. Yeah. Roy Kent from uh, Ted Lasso. I'm just messing with you. Um, 
I, there's a couple of things I want to get to here in a little bit, and, and, and we will. Um, some of the, the numbers that are coming out of the first two weeks about uh, the Broncos and the offensive line protection, how bad the protection has been thus far. Uh, I didn't realize it was as bad as it's been. Um, the, the, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, in terms of protection from the offensive line, it has basically been a bottom five unit this far. And with the amount of money that the Denver Broncos have laid out this offseason and the scheme that you have now that's supposed to get the ball out pretty quick to the running backs, having as much pressure rate and as, and as much in the sack rate that they do thus far, sack rate is usually going to be on the quarterback in that case, but having the, the sack rate and the pressure rate that they do at this point, Seems like a problem with the amount of money invested in that offensive line. No, let me correct you for just, just a second. It doesn't seem like a problem. It is a problem, <laughs> right? Fair. Come on. Listen, if, if I were to put you behind Russell Wilson, you would definitely say that it is. And I don't want, want to really crush those guys, the offensive line, under the weight of what I'm about to say, but they know that they have a job to do. And, and, and don't get me wrong. If you play this game long enough, someone's going to beat you. And someone's going to run by you. Someone's going to run you over. The whole thing is making sure that it doesn't happen on a consistent basis. And sort of like what we saw last year, it's kind of a collective thing. You may not have every guy on the offensive line breaking down on the same play. It is like if it's a 17-play drive, it's one guy here, one guy there. And that's all it needs that take place to take you out of scoring range, to be a, have a drive killer, to kill the momentum. And we saw that's what happened in the second half. Now, I can tell you this. This game on Sunday, there's so many storylines that we can get into about the connection between coaches and players on the Dolphins team opposed to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, you, you bet your, you know, your derriere that Vic Fangio wants to prove a point. Bradley Chubb wants to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And there is a matchup that I'm going to be looking forward to on Sunday. It's a matchup we saw last year here in practice before Bradley Chubb was traded. Mm-hmm. It was Bradley Chubb versus Garrett Bowles. Bowles right. right. They had a little bad blood being teammates. You know, if you think Are that you trying that, to sneak Taylor Swift songs into your, in your monologue here? I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what you were referring, referring to. But, you know, everyone needs, needs to be a hero. So who's mm-hmm. going to be a hero, you know, in that, in that matchup? And, and that is going to determine a lot as far as how successful the Dolphins defense mm-hmm. is versus Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense. Looking at the chart here on, on this data, the Broncos have a bottom three offensive line. The three worst offensive lines in terms of uh, pressures, uh, percentage of dropbacks that were unpressured, I should say. Carolina, the Jets, and the Broncos. The Broncos are actually the worst on that, by the way. Um, this is a compound problem because the other two are also dealing with either very young or very inexperienced quarterbacks. Bryce Young is a rookie, and Zach Wilson, who took over for Aaron Rodgers after you know 40 seconds of playtime, uh, is... We've seen Zach Wilson. He's sort of bad. He needs, you know, he needs time. Having a guy who has been in the league over a decade like Russell Wilson be in that where he has a very low first read throw rate and, and very few snaps that are unpressured. When I said it seems like a problem and you're like, let me correct you. You're absolutely right. It is a problem. Oh, by the way, this week's opponent, Miami is on the exact other side of that spectrum. Oh, here's something else to add to it too as well. 
The Broncos have played their first two home games in Empire Field. Uh-huh. And usually when you're playing at home on, and you're on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. the crowd is going to temper the noise because they don't want to disrupt the flow of the offense. Right. Now you're starting to get into the part of the schedule where you're going to go on the road for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you are having problems with any type of communication along the offensive line at home, imagine. It's not I, getting better on the road. You might as well amplify that now. So if I am the Broncos and I'm looking at this offensive line all week long, here's what we're going to practice. We're going to practice nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Because and you've been that, big on this. And, and it, yes. to, one of the things I went, I went down the rabbit hole looking at some of this stuff today. Uh, there's a line in the movie Hitch where he says, you know, 90% of all communication is nonverbal. And non-verbal. there's actual studies to back this up. That's like true. so much communication is nonverbal. So being able to communicate like that in this environment is such a valuable thing. It is because what we usually see when teams play on a row, you normally see the center look around. And it's the guard who taps him on the hip to let him know when to snap the ball. Right. And the tackles, because they are so on, they're on the outside, all they have to do is look down at the ball. Mm-hmm. And then once the ball snaps, now they kind of get into their sets. So th- this is something that the Broncos definitely will have to concern themselves with. But I'm not going to lose my mind over the situation, and here's why. Because when I look at, when you watch the film and you look at these mistakes that they're making, mm-hmm. To me, that the, these are simple, coachable mistakes, right? And now you got to ask yourself, if you are coaching this offensive line, mm-hmm. how quickly can we correct these things? Now, we heard Joe Lombardi mention during the preseason mm-hmm. that he's seen some guys regress because what we know is when, when you get in a tough situation on the field, the one thing you do is you revert back to what you know, and those may be bad habits. Be. So, so what we're seeing from this offensive line, we're seeing – a consistency of bad habits that they definitely need to correct. Are there any changes that can be made? Absolutely. Like, is it is it just correcting habits? Is there personnel changes we need? Are, I mean, no, are we? No, see, see, that's usually been the the one thing that everyone jumps to conclusions about. That's your your Monday morning quarterback and your knee jerk reaction. Oh, we got to fire this guy. Get this rid. Get a rid. Get rid of this guy. And I'm like, well, if you get rid of that guy, where are you going from that point? Right. These guys were brought in here to make this offensive line better. And they have not played a full slate of games together. And you will ask yourself, well, why is that the case? They should know how to do it by now. It's two games. Right. They play eight quarters of football. Right. But you and I know that that's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. So if I'm coaching this offensive line, we are constantly sitting in the meetings. And I'm going to show you what you're doing wrong. Then I'm going to show you the way that I want you to do it. Now, after... Consecutive games, you're showing me that you can't do it. Now we have to make some changes. But here's the thing that makes it difficult. When you have a lot of zeros and commas on your contract, mm-hmm. it changes a lot as far as what you want to do as a coach. You might want to sit a bit, sit a guy, sit yeah. him on the bench. You might want to sit him on the bench, but you might not be able to do it because the paycheck doesn't dictate that. But at the end of the day, you're trying to win football games. Zach Streif and Austin King are the offensive line assistant offensive line coaches. Uh, last year, we fired an offensive line coach midseason in Butch Barry because of how, frankly, bad at his job he was. It, it just feels like this thing hasn't gotten appreciably better. And Butch Barry, I believe, is in coaches Miami. in Miami. You are absolutely right. Uh, in fact, oh, Mike McDaniel tried to talk him about today. Yeah, there's, there's storylines and sub storylines and all, all that. Yeah. Um, 
I'll say this. I, I, I don't think that the offensive line has looked appreciably better thus far. Now we're two games in. It's too early to make a full on judgment for that. But the amount of money they laid out for Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey, they have not lived up to the contracts that they signed thus far. Okay. Very true. What you're saying. But the way that you remedy that and maybe even do it in the short term is play to their strengths, right? So what's the strength of Ben Powers? What's the strength of Mike McGlinchey? Hell, what's the strength of any offensive line? Run the ball. Get downhill. Start off the game running the ball because mm-hmm. we're going to allow you to dictate the pace. You're going to set the tone. And if you ask any offensive lineman, that's what they want to do because it allows you to punch the defensive player in the mouth. Not literally, figuratively, but now you are now moving another man off his spot. Mm-hmm. And once you get comfortable, now it's going to a pass set. It's equivalent to trying to get a quarterback into a rhythm. Now, some quarterbacks and some coordinators may start a game taking a shot down the field. But for the most part, it's all about getting that quarterback in the rhythm. Well, what does that mean? Maybe you throw a check down here, a flat route, something over the, the middle of the offensive line where you may have guys running kind of shallow routes, mm-hmm. something to get him into a rhythm. So why not get, get the offensive lineman into a rhythm as well? And it seemed as though when the Broncos were running well against uh, the, the commanders, the protection was a lot better in the first half. It, it, it is. And, and they've been effective running the football. I think the thing that bothers me is how much Samaji Pirine is not being used to do that. Samaji Pirine has nine carries on the season and, and is averaging five a carry. Javante has 25 carries and is averaging 3.8 a carry. Um, to me, that seems like if you, if you've got a guy who's able to do that, why not let him run more? You don't have to just keep giving the ball to Javante if Samaje is, is better. Okay. Well, are we, the idea once again is thinking, okay, well, who is the better back? And it may not come down to that. It just may come down to who do they feel more comfortable with? On certain down and distances. Well, Samaji has been better across the board, though. I mean, he has uh, seven receptions for 57 yards. Javante has six receptions for 19. Um, Javante has had three targets that he hasn't caught. Samaji has only had one. Uh, the success percentage for uh, Samaji P. is 75%. The, su- the success rate for Javante Williams is 22%. So, yep. go ahead. Well, basically, every time Javante Williams touches the ball, he's averaging 3.7 yards per touch, right? That's catches and carry, right? Right. Samaji P. Ryan's averaging 6.4, almost double. Why are we not using him more? Well, uh, for the record, I'm not we. <laughs> so, Why are the Denver Broncos not yes, using Samaji yes. P. Ryan more? Right. Yes. And I'm not saying he needs to be the feature guy, but it feels like there needs to be a little bit more even footing on this because he's been completely more effective. Well, what you do with guys in that type of situation with that skill set, you, you kind of put a game plan together specifically for that individual. When when that certain personnel group is on the field, you run plays specifically for that personnel group. Now, Samaji can run between the tackles. You can run zone with him. Mm-hmm. You can actually flex him out. You can run swing routes with him as well. The rail routes, all of those things are open to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't really seen the playbook open in that way for Samaji. Now, on the Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, yes, we, we we've seen that, being like the second back to Joe Mixon. But now you are here for a particular reason. And listen, I'm all for using a guy's skill set. Just kind of continue to squeeze juice out of that lemon. But once again, there's another guy that you're not using who's in your lineup. Mm. Julio McLaughlin. We're not using him either. That's speed for he days. One rushing attempt for five yards and a touchdown, which thankfully that, that ticket cashed for me. 
Uh, and then he has uh, one 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 target in the passing game, which he caught for negative seven yards. That's that's it. I, if it's me, I'm putting I'm putting Jaleel McLaughlin out there. We're running jet sweep. Where we, they're faking it to? We're doing we're putting him in the Jerry Judy role under Puncher. Excuse me, Pat Shermer. Uh, it, we're we're running those jet sweeps. At least faking the jet sweep, but you get the defense off balance. I, I thought the whole idea was with today's NFL, it was an arms race. Yeah. How many you know athletic guys can we acquire? to put the defense on their heels. So if you are acquiring these guys, whether you're drafting or, or, or these guys are undrafted free agents, mm-hmm. I thought the idea is you put them on the field. We're going to turn it into a track meet. You remember what it was with the greatest show on turf? To me, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's the thing that gets me sometimes with, with, with this team, especially playing in this altitude, whether it's Coach Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, Vic Fangio, whomever. Run that defense off the field. Well, that's what the Miami Dolphins are going to try to do. They they give him Raheem Mostert the ball quite a bit, and he looks pretty good out there. Um, and they, you talk about arms racing, getting speed. Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert. That's that's a pretty speedy trio. So, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about these Miami Dolphins and how they can hopefully solve that equation. This is Broncos Country tonight, right here on KOA. Safe at the AM ninety four one FM News Talk Sports. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's a match that we saw last year here in practice before Bradley Chubb was traded. Mm. It was Bradley Chubb versus Garrett Bowles. Bowles. They had a little bad blood being teammates. Are that, you trying that, to sneak Taylor Swift songs into your in your monologue here? I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. Cause baby, Yeah, I can see how you could sort of get, like, hyped up to this as you're, like, you know, headed out to the field, getting ready to play. Yeah, Look, I'm a, a two-down on this. Oh, uh, I think you and Ryan hate on me because um, I like some of Taylor Swift songs. But it's okay. I'm a grown man. I put my uh, pants on one leg at a time. I'll be okay. when you're done, you played in the NFL and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I wouldn't say that. I put my pants on one leg at a time. One leg at a time. What's up when I'm done? Yes. I'm Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> And I make gold records. Yes. <laughs> Where's that cowbell? We yeah, right. See, there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where's the cowbell? Your tone. Yes. I'll never forget that. I had um, a couple years back, we had Jay Moore on the show. He came, he was in there live out at training camp and stuff. And uh, he and I had dueling Christopher Walken impersonations. We called it a walking off. Yes. And uh, yeah, it was, that was one of the, one of the highlights of my, and he, <laughs> he, well, he married uh, Jeannie Buss now. What? Yeah. Jay Moore got sober and married Jeannie Buss. Living his best life, man. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. I got married fairly recently, I think. Well, good for him. Yeah. 
Talk, talk about out kicking your coverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he was, I mean, he was a fun guy, but he was, you know, he always had a problem with the, the alcohol and the drugs and stuff like that. He got sober. He's been sober a few years and, you know, yeah, he's living his best life now. Well, gosh done it. Yeah. Super happy for him. This is the Broncos country tonight. Five, six, six, nine, zero is a text line. You guys want to get involved in the conversation. Nick and I were talking about the uh, play call verbiage. Yeah. During the break. I don't know how you want to get into this topic, but... Okay, so I, I know... Because the Russell Wilson wristband stuff, right? Well, yeah, the whole Russell band, Russell. You know, he was Wilson. wearing a wristband last game. Well, well, that was never pointed out. I, I'm just saying. He, I know. I saw it. He was wearing... Like, this is the thing that weirds me out because you're talking about wearing a wristband. I was like, he was wearing one last game. Yeah, you know, that's always a funny thing. Let me and find a photo here. Hang on. I, I actually had a chance to talk to a couple of quarterbacks, and some are okay with it, some are not. And let me start by saying why some of them, some of them are not is because they feel as though the moment they wear a wristband, someone in the media is going to think that they are incompetent. They lack the football IQ and aptitude to actually get a play, understand the play and disseminate it to people. And hold on, you're trying to show it to me. Is that? That's a picture of the game. Look at right you know, there on the left wrist. Yeah, got it, it, is, got a, it is. I told there, you. There, there is. A I know it. Like, I play quarterback. I look for this stuff. Yes. That, that, that Russell is, in fact, wearing uh, a wristband because the idea was that the play sometime is coming in maybe a little late or whatever. But I'll tell you this. It's, it's kind of difficult playing a quarterback position because think about the things that you have to walk through. Well, you got to hear, you gotta hear yes. the play call there coming in here. Think about it. Now, yeah. you, got, you got the green dot on your ha- helmet. Right. So you got the speaker inside. Right. So, so you are listening. you right. got to hear it coming in. And I, right. you know, and Sean Payton's like G2 out slot 48, 66 hoss snow. That's a, that's a tame play call, right? Right. That's this from high school. So right, exactly. I'm running it. That's a, that is a, that is a tame about eight or nine word play call, right? Right. You got to hear that. And if you got it right, if you didn't hear everything, you got to have them repeat it. Then you've got to spit that verbiage back out. Yes. You got to make sure everybody, you're looking at eyes to make sure everybody got it before you break the huddle and get out there and try and read everything. That's five, six, seven seconds that's, right there. That's right. And you have to hope that no one in the huddle goes, what did you say? Yeah. And cause then you're like, mother. Yes. Yeah, so and now you have to <laughs> give it to them again. Uh-huh. The clock is winding. You have to get back to the line right. of scrimmage. You have not gone through your pre-snap reads to identify man or zone. Yeah. You're looking for, you look for the mic. You're yeah. looking for man zone. You're looking for middle field open close. Oh, you're looking for, ball. yep. And then boom. Yes. And it, all the time ran out. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about getting these play calls in, having a wristband on there. They can just say 24. And right. then you, and okay, I heard 20, that. Now I've eliminated the confusion from me to the, to the play call. I've eliminated that confusion. That's why a wristband can be beneficial. Now, now, the only thing that changes that is that the defense gives you a different look. And as, and as a quarterback, you know the call that's on your wristband. Mm-hmm. They give you a different look and you say, okay, that run play is not going to work because guess what? They, they, they've covered every gap. But that, okay, at that point, you've got to check into whatever else you've got checked or, or if it's a pass play and you're, you're, you're really, you've got to do your side adjustments, you better, you're hot. You better hope that everyone paying attention. Right. Because that's what I'm saying. Cause if you, if somebody's looking up and you're like, uh, G2, out slot, 40, alpha, 66, horse snow. You know, I mean, like it's, <laughs> like they try to get this stuff off and, 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 you know, you get some smart, Alec offensive lineman is like, what? Can, can I give you? <laughs> and it's uh, always the O-line guy. It is always. Yes. It is always the well, offensive well, line guy who's like, wait, be, what? Okay, let's be totally honest. If an offensive lineman says that, okay, I didn't get it, you upset. But you definitely, as a quarterback, want to make sure that those guys know the protection. Right. That's why. And there's, But there's always one. There's always one offensive lineman who's like, wait, what? And you're like, oh, my God, really? Okay, so I'm going to give you this this play that uh, I asked. <laughs> now, who is it? where is this play from? I'm not going to tell you okay. where it's from. I'm not going to. Come on. See, 
I'll why see if I can figure it out. I'll see if I can figure it out. Why, why do you ask me that question? Like I'm going to ask you. I'm not trying to get you selling money. Okay, so here it is. You seeing right Z short Z behind left six stretch F flat kill eight stretch homer. Okay, that's that's got to be like a Kyle play. It's, ter- it's certainly <laughs> off that tree. I'll tell you that. It's certainly off that tree. Dude, you know how long because I know that verbiage. Is? Yeah, if you try to spit that out, yes. like you know, and then if somebody doesn't get it in the huddle, like if you if you get a a, a warble in your throat and clear your throat, and the, you know, whole thing, then you got to start off. That's dude. That's two three seconds, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's bang bang in the NFL. It you got a play okay. clock now. Let's add another element to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You are tired, mm-hmm. right? You, you just, to say, quarterback scramble. Mm-hmm. You just picked up eight yards. You're coming back to the huddle. Right. Now you got to get, oh, you know, you put your hand to your helmet. You're trying to get the call. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you again. Right. And you, and you tell me once again, will you be able to get this? Now, Jeff, you think about this too. You ready? You seeing right Z short, Z behind, left six stretch, F flat kill, eight stretch homer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So offensive guys are in the huddle, and guess what they're looking for? Oh, excuse me, listening for. Listening for details that are specific for them, right? That's mm-hmm. telling them if they're on the left side, the right side, what route I'm running and what protection. Because it's a long play, but a lot of those guys are not listening to the whole damn play. Right, they're listening for their part of it. Like for do I have to do? Yeah, if we're running unbalanced spread gun, right, F to Y trade, 36 zone, trap line, push, delay, two, read out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> All I know is spider Y2 banana, guys. <laughs> but yes. well, read means read option. That was the end of the play, right? So right. this is the, like what I'm talking about in this particular play. Unbalanced is where both tackles line up on the same side. Tight end would replace the other tackle. Yep. Three receivers, and it would be gun. Halfback line up on the other side of the quarterback. The F and Y would trade spots. There's motion. Uh, the O line would delay two seconds before moving forward, make it look like it's going to be a I'm pass sorry, play. can you give me that call again? I uh-huh. missed it. Unbalanced, spread gun, right, F to Y, trade, 36 zone trap, lion push, delay to Rito. Ready, right? <laughs> and, and keep in mind, I had to hear that through my headset. You got to hear it. And I make sure I got it all. Yes. Repeat it back. Yep. So the, that's why we wear a wristband. He says 25. I look down at 25. Play 25 is that, that play. Exactly. Right? Or 23, and we're running Ruger 800C Stealth A-Jet, right? Now, all of that is great, but you, you can't base your entire offense off the wristband. Mm-hmm. That is something that you can do maybe in a two-minute offense. Right. A four-minute offense. Right. Or even to start the game where we see a Script. lot of the plays right. scripted. Right. I mean, Those, and you can't call you can't do a whole game that particular no, it's not, way. It, you, because you, you just can't. And the situation will adjust for different things and there's, there's that kind of stuff. But it, it, for me, like, and we did my sophomore year, we, we were in the wristband. And about midway through the year, it's like, take the run plays off the wristband. Just put the pass, but we don't need the run play. I know those. Put the, put the pass plays on there and that'll help. And that did help out. Uh, cause you are able to do a little bit more if it's all, if you know it's all passes on the, you know, on the band. Now, now, there is, there is a slight downside to it mm-hmm. as well. And, okay, well, see, I'm gonna give it to you really quickly from the defensive side. Right. If I see you with one of them, I'm gonna try to pull that thing off your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Every place. <laughs> you, you talk to some quarterbacks. Oh, Wasn't that what they say? The yeah. guys yanking at it and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah. Try to pull it off, pull the Velcro off, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think there are pluses and there are minuses to it. I, I enjoyed the simplifying the communication from the uh, from the command center to the uh, uh, to my headset. Which you know, speaking of communications with the with the traffic center, let's kick on out to the KOA traffic center and check in with Darren Copeland. All I can picture is Will Ferrell, that ridiculous shirt, the gut flopping everywhere. 
that's the one thing when you when you play this song. I think everyone knows. It's like mm. it's funny with with my kids. The the songs that they know that they sh- they shouldn't know because of their age, right? And how they come by way of these songs is either SNL clips mm-hmm. or Marvel movies. Yeah, that's the only thing. Right, with Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah, with all this, you know, like all know. of a sudden everybody knows Wham Bam Shangalang, and I'm like, how many people like that's uh, yes. silver? Like how yes. many people remember silver? Yes, I mean uh, my uh, my kids don't even know this is Blue Oyster Cult. Right, they just they just know Will Ferrell. Yeah, well, and, it. right, and it's all I can picture is like like <laughs> all of them, Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon cutting yeah. up, like just laughing, yeah. but they couldn't even keep it together. <laughs> Like that old, like that was one of the one of the greatest just of all time. I gotta love it. Five six six nine zero is a text line. We're giving away a couple passes. The Great American Beer Fest. You can win a pair of Friday passes to this week's Great American Beer Fest, the Colorado Convention Center. Enjoy beer, cider, seltzer, and more from hundreds of breweries across the nation. Live music, food trucks, games. Uh, winner must be at least twenty one. Then how we're going to do this uh, is you can text us at five six six nine zero and text us uh, your question. That you would ask Mike Shanahan or John Elway. Nick posted a photo, the two of them that he uh, that he took, and uh, he was wondering at the time. I wonder what they're talking about right now. And so that that's the thing. Well, if you had one question, one ask, question. to Just ask one. to ask them, either one or both, what would you ask them? For me, it would be uh, what's the worst moment you guys had together that turned out good. Ooh. Like what is the most contentious moment you had that turned into something. Well, my question would be a little different. It would sound a little selfish, but uh, it would go more like this. Like, uh, why didn't you sign me back? <laughs> Listen, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they didn't sign me back, and I ended up going with Coach Coob to, yeah. to the to the Texans. Yep. So that would be my mm-hmm. one question. Why didn't you sign me back? You signed me back, bro. Yeah. And weren't you coming off like a six-pick season or something like that? Uh, Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yes. So, okay, really quickly. So they they let me go, and they kept John. Yeah. Only to let John go in training camp. So I'm like, why would you do all that anyway? Right? You might as well have kept me. But hey, that would be my one question. Jeff, is there a question that you would ask either Mike Shanahan or John Elway? Uh, probably just how they, you know, what they're really, was there ever a time over the years them working together where they were like, gosh, I, I don't like this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy's getting, you know, cause everyone has that moment with somebody where you're like, Oh, this guy again, this guy's coming with it. Maybe something like around that. There's a moment of frustration. Yeah. You know, what was the most frustrating moment for you guys as a, as a, as I, a I, think, I think it goes in line with where I'm, where I would kind of ask something like that. Like what is the, what is the most contentious moment you had, but, but turned out to be great. You know, you're over there screaming at each other on the side, you know, what's, what's your John Gruden, Rich Gannon moment. You know Ooh. what I mean? Yes. I mean, you always have that between, you know, player and coach because, you know, there's a play that's called in. And sometimes mm-hmm. as a quarterback, you can always change plays. Right. Like I, from a defensive standpoint, we have a limited amount of things that we can change because if we don't communicate it to everyone, it's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. But as a quarterback, like, hey, man, here's a call that comes in. And you're like, you know what? You just wave him off like, man, I'm not running. I'm going to run my own play. But I would feel as though, yeah, a quarterback and a play caller have – We'll have many plays like that where it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 because it worked. Yeah. Yes. And <clears throat> so that, that'd be what I'd ask. On the, on the text line, we've had a couple of people that don't believe that this game is going to go well for the Broncos. 757 says, I don't think the Miami game will be going particularly well for Bronco country. Then he say why? They didn't say why, but they did say they didn't think, uh, they didn't think that it would. Uh, let's see what else we have here from the 609. I believe the play calls should be as short and simple to understand as possible. Why use 24 words when five will do? I agree with you in premise. Uh, and I answered a different texter who, who said something similar. 
uh, asking why all the verbiage in some of these play calls. And it's for greater clarity and, and kind of description, like what you're supposed man, to do. You know, you now, know, come on, man. The only clarity I need is uh, tell me where I need to go. Well, but that's the thing. So the West Coast verbiage tends to be these ones that are that are long. The, the people that are coming off the Shanahan trail, they, they tend to have those long play calls because the West Coast verbiage, is, it is. It's a jumbled mess that... A few years ago, some guys came up with a new system. They call it Earhart Perkins. It's what Tom Brady used to run. Uh, and it shortens play calls. Down. I think the longest play calls are eight, nine words. It shortens it down. It just means that the, the onus is now on the receivers and the offensive line a lot more to know whatever that keyword is. Everything is in that keyword. You have to know what that is. Right. Well, well, that's why you pay guys a lot of money and you study. This is this is your job. It's not an amateur sport. Right. So shorten it down so guys can execute. Well, but I mean, like I say, in a West Coast play call, the play call tells you what to do. And there are Perkins play call. The word tells you you have all these options. This is what you're doing. So, so, that's, so that's more thi- shortened play call, but more thinking. More thinking, right. Okay. So there's trade-offs to each. We'll get into that a little bit more. We've got Samantha Bravini coming up next. This is the Broncos Country Night on KWIP. It's 850 AM, FM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.